0: Three, two, one. Welcome,
1: Welcome to the Monaco,
0: Monaco podcast. What? Welcome, everybody, to the first episode of the Monaco podcast. And today I got a pretty exciting guest that I think everyone knows within the community. He's been here helping me around every time I need help. Uh, Guiding me through how to do it and uh, explaining me from top to toe what it is. And he's been posting some very impressive um, articles about different IOTA projects. And I think we all appreciate uh, to get those because it's so in-depth but also very understandable for everyone else. uh, No matter how your technology knowledge is. So with no further ado. I would like to welcome everyone, Linus, onto the podcast.
1: Yeah, hi Thomas, and hi everybody. Nice to uh, nice that you have me.
0: Very welcome. Um, we have been talking a little about what we were supposed to talk about today, and but there's so many topics to choose from, so it was hard to pick. So I think we will go a little bit yeah, it's around. That's
1: insane uh, at the moment, right?
0: Yeah. So I think we will move a little bit around, uh, like shimmer and uh, assembly. A little bit because there that's quite a massive topic but we will try to break it down and speak about the easy stuff at least um but before we move on to that uh i'd like to know a little bit more about you linus like uh, where do you come from how did you get into iota and what made you stay here
1: yeah yeah that's uh this was a very unpredictable story actually so i come from germany I have a background in biotechnological engineering, genetic engineering, all these things. Um, master's degree, worked in the laboratory actually. And um, currently my main job is to work for the Max Planck Institute for Chemical Ecology in Jena, which is a city in Germany, uh, where I do um, science communication. And um, yeah, that's maybe... I got this job because uh, I was passionate for science communication before and. I have the feeling, but the, the topic of my communication shifted in the past years a little bit, right? Because uh, mostly talking not so much about genetic engineering and biotech anymore, but about IOTA, DLT, blockchain, and all these things. And um, well, how did I get into this? Yeah, that's actually a good question. Because I was just regularly a regular person interested in yeah, new technology, but whatever and i think i heard first obviously as yes, anybody about bitcoin then ethereum and then later iota which really caught my interest because of its very interesting design decisions which are so outlandish especially in 2017 right where we still had trinary logic running and stuff like this yeah and um i was always fascinated say it, by it and um then one thing led to another and as you maybe know and all our listeners also know all these blockchain topics and iota is not no exception they are rabbit holes or they're like (laughs) fractal rabbit rabbit holes right it's a rabbit hole inside a rabbit hole inside a rabbit hole and so you go deeper and deeper it's getting more exciting as you go in as you learn more and you start to understand how much impact this technology can have on the future. Like, what does it mean if we can have a globally shared, transparent kind of a ledger of of truth in a way? Bitcoin did the the start with having an unmutable ledger for pure money transactions mostly, although in theory you could do other things with Bitcoin uh, as well, but it just doesn't have so much data size and the fees and the slow transactions make many use cases just impossible from the actual usage side. Yeah, and um, then Yoda comes along and uh, promises a whole bunch of extremely interesting things. And um, that's basically how I got into this. I think I'm actually only r- really into writing about IOTA since a year now or so, uh, even though I was lurking since 2017. But um, it's a fun ride. I love it. Also, super nice community. I guess everybody here agrees on that.
0: Yeah. Uh, I totally agree with you, uh, the, the articles you are making is just absolute perfect, because I'm not a very technical person, so I wouldn't know like the in-depth tech talk that the IOTA guys and the developers do, but I understand your articles very well, and I really appreciate it, uh, and I'm pretty sure the rest of the community do too, and the community is just such just a good bunch of people. I just see you here with the, um, the podcast, how much help I got to just set everything up and make and things like the awesome logo and everything. So I'm pretty impressed by the response I got, um, even though I'm, I'm trying to do different things here. But yeah, it's awesome. And, as, and the rabbit hole is pretty true. You first start to read and then you kind of just dive into it.
1: Yeah, it's insane. I think it's just, uh, it comes um, uh, from a passion. Like you just start to lurk more and more and uh, I just realized at some point, so I lurk a lot (laughs) and um, I read all these articles from the IF, from other community members or I follow the channels, right? Simply being on Discord, following the discussions or being on Twitter. And um, at some point over the years of following, you start to gather some understanding of what's of, of what's going on. Even though I personally don't have any formal education in informatics technology, um, you kind of get like, like a hobbyist specialist in a particular part of information technology, which in this case would be a DLT and IOTA specifically. And actually the thing is, I realized that lots of the communication is very high level or it is super scattered around right you have to follow all these different social media maybe also instagram and reddit and whatnot and um so i thought maybe it's just helpful to just gather all these things and just write them down in like one concise article about a topic and so that everybody can get an idea like what's actually going on here right about one specific topic, at least, without the need to follow a million different uh, channels and, and uh, with much less technical jargon, too. Yeah. No, and I'm, um, so far, I'm, I'm happy. Uh, com- <laughs> I'm, obviously, uh, I'm not the only person who likes um, uh, stuff like this. And um, yeah, people are very friendly. <laughs> you get always good feedback. As you said, Like when you set up your own uh, podcast, you get a lot of help. I also get a lot of help when I write these articles. Like people, people explain stuff to me and I learn a lot along the way too
0: yeah it's, it's very fun to, to like do this digging and asking because everyone is there to help you and whatever you need uh, you get it uh, I've seen probably the same person answering the same question over a hundred times but they still keep on answering it just because they want to help out so yeah it's truly amazing and I'm looking forward to see, to see it grow um so yeah and we have had two pretty interesting announcements just now uh the shimmer network and uh the assembly network and we wanted to to take this episode of the podcast and dive a little bit into shimmer assembly and uh everything around it but um, in as easy as possible way to explain it so that everyone can be on the same page not too technical Um, Yeah, just basic information about it. So we can kick off with the uh, Shimmer Network and from what I understand, it's an incentivized test network uh, where it's incentivizing people to test out their uh, their dApps and projects and everything. And all technology that is being worked on top of IOSA will be battle-tested on the Shimmer before it gets ported over to the uh, main network. Um, would you have anything to explain about the Shima network?
1: Yes, that's exactly what it is actually. It's a staging network. It is like an in-between thing between the super experimental and all the time it and um, with lots of doubt, downtimes, the IOTA DevNet, which is now called Go Shimmer. Where the tokens don't have any value because they can um, the network is resetted like every few weeks and every token transactions you do they're just completely erased and all these and a whole bunch of new tokens is is, um, created out of thin air. This is why the iota DevNet called called Goshermer is good for trying out really experimental technology. Uh, like the cutting edge on Tangle voting consensus, which was just released recently. Uh, A big thanks to to everybody working on that. And um, yeah, but the tokens have no value. And then you have the IOTA mainnet, which is worth billions and where one single uh, um, security critical error would actually have huge consequences. It would uh, demolish trust in the network. Maybe people would lose significant funds, maybe millions, maybe even more. So you cannot simply yeah, throw in experimental technology on this IOTA mainnet. And this is why the IOTA Foundation now decided to put in this intermediate stage network in a way, which is Shimmer. Um, its purpose is to be the first deployment of new technology but with real tokens. And what do I mean with real tokens? It means that all the tokens on the Shimmer network, they cannot be created again out of thin air. They, they also don't get um, erased and resetted like on the DevNet every few weeks, but they j- just get distributed one single time, which happens with the staking right now. And everybody who participates there gets a piece of the new cake. and starting from this genesis transaction you basically have a um, yeah, a real economy on this network but because we have this extra network you have the, already the disclaimer that this network it will be introduced with new technology with new upgrades uh, much faster than the iota mainnet and so it has this um yeah a little bit uh, it's a little bit maybe less stable with all these new um, technologies, even though they will be tested before they are deployed to Shimmer, but um, they are not super battle tested for months because it is precisely the idea of Shimmer to be the stage for months of battle testing. Yeah, so I think, in my opinion, it's a great uh, strategy of the IOTA Foundation to have this intermediate stage network. Because, I mean, you just need some serious battle testing before you can throw something on the super precious mainnet. And so we have Shimmer now. Well, not precisely now, because it's not live yet, but soon.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. The famous soon. Uh, But yeah, it's super exciting. And uh, we can see that Polkadot's test network, which is called Kusama, was a major success for them. Uh, so I can only expect that IOTA's Shimmer network will be just as successful, or maybe even more. And um, I think I'm right if I'm saying that uh, it will, Shimmer points will, will get their demand from other people's wanting to test out their products on the network before they move it onto the Tangle. Isn't that right?
1: Yes, exactly. This is another uh, great use case of the Shimmer network because the tokens cannot be created out of thin air anymore. Although there are some staking re- rewards going on, so the network has inflation, but this is a controlled way of creation, of minting of tokens, right? It's, uh, this means the tokens are scarce, they are rare in a way, because you cannot get them for free anymore. And this means you can have actual economy running on this network, which gives it its worth. So uh, we already know that, for example, the DeFi platform Tangle C will release a Shimmer version of their DeFi platform, which is originally planned to launch on the IOTA mainnet, but they will launch it a little bit earlier on Shimmer already. So real economy is happening and real economy also means there will be real demand for this token and therefore real value.
0: Yeah, that's it's it's pretty cool, and I'm really looking forward to see this like grow into a proper system and all that. And um, yeah, and I I would actually be brave enough to say that for iota holders, it would probably be more profitable for shimmer than it would be for assembly because you get quite a lot more shimmer tokens than you do for assembly tokens. Uh, but it's probably too early to say right now um for sure then again uh, staking kicks in now Uh, yeah that's
1: really hard to to say
0: yeah like staking is happening on the 28th december at 3 p.m and it will be continuing for 90 days and uh, for those 90 days for each iota you own you will gain one shimmer token per 10 seconds Uh, which is quite a lot in the end and once this uh, staking is completed and the network goes live then you can start uh, staking the shimmer tokens that you received in the 90-day period and stake those uh, towards the network to help secure it and then you will be roughly earning about 8% a year, I believe it was.
1: Yes, exactly. The staking rewards will be 8% per year. And I also have to say that it's that's really a cool move um, from the creators of the Shimmer Network, which is yeah, the IOTA Foundation, that literally 100% of the initial Shimmer token supply is handed to the existing IOTA community, or rather to everyone who stakes their IOTA tokens. And uh, that's really insane. It really means that whoever has a stake in the current IOTA network is also immediately involved in the Shimmer network. I guess it's just an intelligent strategy to get a lot of initial adoption and attention to the Shimmer network. I mean, imagine they would just um, print new Shimmer tokens in a centralized way, like most new networks happen, and then sell them. Yeah, privately or through some ICO or whatever, it would be a completely different crowd who's active on the Shimmer network this way. But since they found the way to um, to give these tokens to the existing IOTA community, yeah, it's just um, I think it's it's just a very intelligent move to bring attention uh, to this new network.
0: Yeah, I really agree. It's such such a great way to distribute. The its um, tokens, it's fair, and uh, you you focus on those that's that's been along with us uh, from the start. Uh, you don't have whales coming in left and right, scooping up all the tokens. So so it's really great, and uh, yeah, um, we also have the assembly network, which is also a pretty exciting uh, token as well as a, a network. Um, would you like to explain a little bit about uh, what assembly is and what it, what it does?
1: Oh yeah, so what assembly is, it is bigger than Coinbase, <laughs> yeah. according to Dan Schillerman. Um, yeah, so assembly is a way to make the usually permissioned IOTA smart contracts permissionless, which is super important for lots of um, yeah, crypto use cases. It's literally an extra layer on top of IOTA, which interacts with the IOTA mainnet, and um, which whole purpose is to yeah, enable permissionless smart contracts. So th- the thing is that currently, or uh, they are only on the DevNet, uh, but still, like, currently IOTA smart contracts, um, each smart contract chain um, has its own set of validators. And these validators must be chosen basically by the creator of the chain. And this means not everyone can be part of every IOTA smart contract chain. And this means they are not really open, they're not free in a way, because you have to have the permission to join them as a validator. And this limits the use cases quite a lot, right? I I mean, what's the purpose of really decentralized technology if it's not decentralized after all? There are some use cases for governments, for companies and stuff like this. They want permission um, validators. But the big crowd of, uh, of the crypto community, probably not. So now comes the assembly network. The assembly network is basically a marketplace where validators can offer their service as a validator and smart contract chains that are searching for decentralized uh, validators they uh, they get matched this means for example if you're a smart contract chain owner and you say i don't want to choose the validators myself because then i don't have the trust in decentralization of the community and, and rightfully so so in, instead i go to the assembly network and ask this network if they could give me yeah a bunch of validators um, which need to have a certain reputation and which need to have a minimum stake because it's a proof of stake validation actually, um, in order to uh, yeah safeguard and calculate my smart contracts. So, and these validators, um, yeah, they can offer their services and they also will get something from it because they will get the fees that, are collected within your smart contract chain um, actually they can also be paid in different ways because maybe you're a very <laughs> uh intelligent businessman or you want to actually still have zero fee smart contracts but you still have to pay for decentralized validators then you can have another, uh, different kinds of agreements and pay them in different tokens maybe even off chain with fiat or whatever and um, yes, they will then stake their assembly tokens um, in order to safeguard your chain. And uh, this way you get a yeah, basically normal proof-of-stake blockchain, which is your smart contract chain. Uh, that's the idea of assembly.
0: Wow. Yeah, it's, it's pretty exciting as well. And um, really pumped about seeing this grow as well along with Shimmer and its angle and everything around it because there's quite a lot going on in the community as well building on top of all of this. Um, So this also has a staking period, similar to to Shimmer. It starts also on the 28th, goes on for 90 days. Um, You can go to Assembly Network's uh, homepage and you can calculate how many you will receive. Uh, Once it's done, You can, and the assembly network goes live. You can then take your assembly tokens, stake them towards the network, and earn around 8% there as well. But what's separating the staking on assembly and shimmer is that when the network launches, you can then take your IOTA tokens on top of your uh, assembly tokens and stake them for another 21 months. So you will be staking for quite a lot of time when it comes to assembly. And um, that as well is just such a great way to distribute the uh, the tokens. And here, yeah, like the 100 million funding from the VC is pretty big as well.
1: Yeah, I think actually this is a big part of uh, why Dan uh, thinks this is like better. Better than a listing on some exchange like Coinbase, and that because even this would draw some attention to IOTA and maybe bring in more customers. It would be nice for many um, U.S. Americans, right, to have an easier way to buy IOTA tokens. But if you look at it, these venture capitalists that are that are willing to push the assembly network and this means, in extension, the IOTA mainnet too, because all the validations at the end always run on the IOTA mainnet. They will throw in a $100 million for all kinds of ecosystem development. This means they will pay developers. They will pay for um, for apps. They will finance startups that want to use Assembly and IOTA. They will maybe uh, pay for exchange listings for the Assembly token. So let's see um, if at the end of the day, Assembly is actually listed it on some exchanges where the mainnet iota token is not listed, let's see, <laughs> will be interesting. Yeah, and um, yeah, all these things. Also, they will pay for a lot of marketing, of course. So these hundred million dollars that are flowing into the assembly uh, ecosystem, they are just super valuable, and they are probably more valuable than uh, you know, just some random exchange listing on its own.
0: Yeah, and I. I wouldn't be surprised if there came another list of more investors coming into the assembly uh, so yeah I'm super excited to see what's to come in all of these different parts of the project so uh, yeah but I have a 3 theory uh, please correct me if I'm wrong because I might be I'm not the most technical person uh, but if I had a project a product uh, built it on Ethereum then I would spend quite a lot of fees just to create the project and my user base would be spending quite a lot of fees to, to use it and it would be not as scalable as I wanted and not as fast uh, so if I moved it to IOTA or Assembly then it would be cheaper for me it would be cheaper for the user it would be more scalable Faster as well as standardized in the end of the day Backed up by pretty big names. So is that wrong or am I right by saying that?
1: Yeah, that's actually exactly uh, what I also expect. This is really a big point. So free market always favors the least expensive solution at feature parity. This means if Um, projects that are currently running on Ethereum and they are stuck with high fees and uh, throughput problems, if they find um, the possibility to port over to Assembly or to IOTA smart contracts in general and to lower their fees enormously while also having a much higher throughput, a free market dictates that this will happen at some point. And what's even pushing this uh, mechanism even further is that many of these projects are actually open source. This means anyone can just fork it without anyone's permission and run the same product on IOTA smart contracts with, for example, assembly values. Um, the competition is on, let's say. And a free market competition, yeah, it will. let's see how um, Ethereum-based projects can uh, deal with that. I mean, Ethereum is also... Of course, a project uh, which lots of very interesting developments, um, with their layer two roll-ups and stuff like this, which can also speed up their um, smart contracts a lot and also reduce fees. But they have fundamental problems, like really conceptual um, problems that cannot be solved with an easy fix or something, that all these different rollup um, systems, they cannot communicate with each other except they, they trust uh, yet again another system which bridges these things. So this means a super important uh, feature of any technology that wants to grow actually is missing, which is called composability. So Ethereum smart contracts that sit on different roll-up chains, they are, are not composable to each other. They cannot um, really interact with each other anymore. And this is different with IOTA smart contracts on assembly, because all smart contracts always post their state changes to the IOTA mainnet, the Tangle. And this means every smart contract from anywhere in the world can interact with any of the state changes of any other smart contract. So this this stuff is super composable. And um, yeah, so there's just... It's not only that assembly might be cheaper or faster, than Ethereum-based smart contracts. It's also that they have real technological um, yeah, advantages there, like this composability. And I really want to mention another thing too, which is super important, because IOTA smart contracts literally solved the minor extractable value, which is called, yeah, in short, MEV, which um, is a huge problem on Ethereum but which cannot be done on assembly. And maybe to just super quickly summarize what this means and why it's important, the miner extractable value means that within one block of a blockchain, the miners can, of course, um, choose which um, transactions uh, appear when in this blockchain. Because this has to be a linear thing, but within the block, the linearity can be determined by the miners and this means they can shuffle around transactions in a way that, um, that miners can kind of catch the best prices and be something like a middleman within a block. So this problem is huge and it's also very deep running in every kind of um, yeah, Ethereum based blockchain project. and. Iota smart contracts solve this because now all validators that um, that calculate a smart contract, they also have blocks because they are blockchains. But within these blocks, the order of transactions is randomized. It is fundamentally randomized, and so the miners cannot um, order the transactions in a way anymore that they can be that they can play a, the middleman in this within a block. Yeah, So I think just, <laughs> there are so many big advantages in simply solving MEV is actually a huge thing on its own. And I'm pretty sure if there would be some Ethereum uh, roll-up technology that solved the MEV like, like this, just the single um, uh, selling point would already attract a lot of attention. And so I guess once um, Assembly and IOTA smart contracts li- run live on the IOTA mainnet, this will also attract a lot of attention by everyone who's building on Ethereum with smart contract technology.
0: Yeah, I've, uh, I've heard some rumors uh, from other communities that there's quite a lot of talk right now about what IOTA is doing, and uh, they're pretty exciting from, this, from the sound of it. Um, so I really think that we will see like a floodgate of uh, developers from other communities coming into the IOTA community and start pushing their products on Assembly and tangle and Shimmer and what have you. So yeah, pretty pumped about that. Um, so we thought about some cool ending for the first episode and me and Linus uh, figured that we should probably do some kind of price prediction for both IOTA, Shimmer and uh, Assembly. So one year so end of year 2022 so we should do that now and we will revisit it next year and see how far off we were um this is of course not based on nothing else than our own opinions and hopes i would guess um so now it's not a financial advice in any way it's just guessing and having fun um so yeah do you we can start off with it the main iota token uh do you have any any thoughts about the price of end of year 2022
1: <laughs> well yeah obviously this uh, will be a wild guess but here let's let's see it this way so i'm an optimist right so i think we will have a s- solved co side running on let's say the shimmer network maybe not the main net yet but um I'm positive that the Shimmer network will be fully decentralized. It will be really the Yota 2.0 vision running live in front of everyone's face. This means lots of FUD will be diminished. Then we will have um, assembly. We'll have IOTA smart contracts, the new tokenization framework, which we didn't talk about yet now, but there's just so much to talk about. So we have to cut something, right? Yeah. And um, considering all these things, I think IOTA will have a wonderful 2022. So the, yeah, now comes the price prediction. Since it depends so much still, of course, about, uh, on how the general market develops, um, let's say if the market has a total capitalization, which is roughly about what we have now, which is actually super unlikely because crypto is always moving up or down a lot, right? But if we stay at where we are now, I think IOTA could do another X ten or even times fifteen of the current price. So um yeah, let's just throw it out. Let's just say I I predict IOTA ten to fifteen dollars per mega iota at the end of twenty twenty two.
0: Not a bad one. Um I'm not quite sure, um, but we have the numerical target, which is $50, um, not like out of this world high, because if I ever have a value of Ethereum right now, it would be worth about $170. So $50, like it isn't even half, it's almost a fourth of the price, so I see $50 as that's a that's a good target. It's it's totally doable, but of course it won't happen overnight. It's a, it's a 50 times the price what it is today. Um, but if we take Solana, for instance, if you have the market cap of Solana right now, we would be, I think, just shy up of twenty dollars, and that's not a bad price. So I think if everything goes perfect um everything has a good build run 2022 is awesome for all cryptos and iota delivers everything they are gonna do and probably have a lot more behind the scenes that we don't even know about i think i'm gonna say somewhere between 15 and 50 dollars i think depending on how the entire market (laughs) moves
1: Oh, man, we are two huge bulls here. Yeah. <laughs> one says 10 to 50, one says 50 plus. Insane. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm happy if you're right, but I think I'm also already very happy if I'm right. Let's see yeah. how market develops. I mean, you're right. It depends on stuff like, will there be a general crypto bull, bull market going on 2022? It's possible. I mean, uh, the market leader Bitcoin is doing huge steps in adoption. Uh, The EU is embracing crypto too. And uh, also Yota is specifically, by the way, super interesting. Uh, Just recently, um, there was the news that all kinds of German banks now start to, um, or they they plan to implement, like literally to be a fiat on-ramp into the crypto market. This is totally nuts, in my opinion. So there are still bullish news around. There could be still a bull market, but you never know. You never know when the tether bursts, right? Or maybe China bans crypto again. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. If well, there's a general bull market, we have a very good view in front of us, I'm sure.
0: Yeah, I very much agree with that. It's like the news is out there, but it just, from now, it's pretty much up to bits going, where it's to go. Of course, we can move within a bear market, but it's much harder. So, like, if you gain... 20% in the bear market would be probably 100% in a bull market, but yeah, so we can move over to the uh, Shimmer token um, It's pretty hard to find a value for it um, But I've received a pretty good example though uh, They use this model to compare it to the Kusama network from Polkadot and it says here uh If Shimmer managed to get a market cap of 9% of what IOTA has today um, which is about 3.6 billion Um, dollars and if 50% of all IOTA token gets staked for the 90-day period then each um, thousand IOTA or 1GI staked will earn you $240 per GI staked. If 20% are staked, but we are already at 25 so it probably doesn't matter, so we can move over to, let's see, 80%. So if 80% of the IOTA tokens get staked and Shimmer reaches 9% of what IOTA is valued today at $1.30, then each GI will earn you $150, roughly. So what do you think about that?
1: Yeah, I mean, this is a very reasonable scenario. Because the relationship between the IOTA mainnet and the Shimmer network, it is, I mean, it's literally the same as between the Polkadot and the Kusama network from a technological standpoint, from Shimmer being the staging network for new technology and... This new technology is battle tested, later comes to the mainnet. So, um, yeah, if there's the example of Kusama being 9% the market capitalization of Polkadot, then I would just also assume this will be true for IOTA. And uh, the examples you uh, told there um, how much, yeah, how many tokens will be staked and stuff like this, that's of course just, um, again, speculation. But since um, not even 90% of tokens are migrated into the Chrysalis network and not everybody will stake, Um, maybe for tax reasons, maybe because they simply forget about it and they're not looking at IOTA currently, they just hold it in some forgotten wallet or something, or uh, maybe exchanges will also not stake. It's also possible. So I think these scenarios between 50 or 70% of all IOTA tokens being staked um, they're quite reasonable, and this would, of course, mean that the people who stake, they have a bigger share of the cake, because the total cake basically remains the same in a way, but um, it will be divided between the people who, you know, who are active. Yeah. Uh, so, just uh, to summarize it, I say the Shimmer Network work will be worth 10% of the IOTA network. Let's see what Concrete numbers. This will um, mean at the end.
0: Yeah. So um, I pretty much agree with this. Um, it's well, nobody knows. Uh, we just have to wait and see where he goes. Um, when it comes to assembly, I don't think I would even dare to do a prediction because there's so many variables into this. To like, I wouldn't even know where to start. Like, would you have any idea?
1: Oh, I can just agree that assembly is really hard to predict. I mean, between IOTA and Shimmer, there there is some relationship um, that you can uh, think about. Assembly, on the other hand, it really depends. So why would need people need the assembly token? They basically m- mostly need it to um, to yeah, to pay these different kind of validators for their permissionless smart contracts. Be tied to the various. Um, yeah, to the actual economic use of the network I would say maybe it is kind of comparable to like um, ethereum roll ups in a way so if you look at loop ring or polygon or something like this um, yeah I think like wait how many percent of the total I- ethereum market cap goes into these um, second layers I think between like yeah, 5 Maybe 10%? No, 10% too much, right? I don't have the numbers right now, but I think this would be a good first guess. Like, look at Ethereum Layer, uh, layer 2 roll-ups and how they compare to the Ethereum mainnet. And this might be the relationship between the IOTA mainnet and the assembly network. Yeah. That's my guess here. And, yeah. Going with concrete numbers, it's just um, <laughs> it's extreme. It's like the speculation... Uh, inside a speculation so super hard to say
0: (laughs) yeah yeah i agree uh i wouldn't even dare to to give a price on assembly i think we probably need to wait a little bit uh, before we do that but you have so much knowledge to share and you're so uh, capable of doing it uh in an easy way so i think i probably need to have you on the podcast for another time uh, where we can go further along on other topics that we want to share so uh, yeah but I'm pretty happy that you uh, that you joined and I really appreciate it
1: yes my friend I mean there are so many IOTA news coming up every month there will be (laughs) stuff to talk about definitely and by the way super cool that you start this initiative here uh, starting with uh, this podcast and that you're always such an active and motivating community member Super nice to have you.
0: Thank you very much. And I hope this podcast will uh will come good for everyone that is interesting but are not able to keep a close eye on Discord like us two nerds are doing, hanging around it all day. So um yeah. So if you want to get in contact with me or Linus, you're more than welcome to come to the official IODA Discord where we are pretty much live all the time. Uh, or you can find us on Twitter. Or oh, yeah, so I think that's it for now.